Welcome to St James Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our online Zoom service held on Sunday, April 11th, 2021. To join us online or for more information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? The traditional service acclamation. Great. (laughs) It's wonderful to see you all. Thank you all so much for zooming in. Um, It may be a low Sunday after Easter, but there are a lot of contributors. Suzanne is not with us. She's taking a much deserved a break and we'll be back in two weeks um, but there are a lot of uh, con- contributors as I say and our music is in uh, Rachel's hands and Richard Adams is streaming and, uh, and Danielle as ever is our uber capable Zoom Meister. Uh, so uh, I invite you to be quiet with me for a moment as we prepare to worship this morning. Friend and stranger, welcome in the name of Jesus. We We gather gather together, together, putting our trust in the grace and mercy of God. Amen. So our opening song this morning is Come All You People, Come and Praise Your Maker. Come now and worship the Lord. Your light has flooded the world. 
that we have turned away, preferring darkness. God, you have lifted up your Son that we might be forgiven. But we have turned away, preferring self above all else. God, you have offered us eternal life. But we have turned away, preferring earthly pleasure. Forgive us. We do not turn away any longer. We lift our faces to seek your light. We lift our eyes to see your Son. We lift our hearts to live in you forever. Amen. Now we come to our Gloria. And I love this, that the name of the music file for this is Gloria brackets cheery. So we have to sing this in a cheery way. Gloria, 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 glory be to God on high. Gloria, 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 glory be to God on high. And on earth peace to the people in whom God is well pleased. And on earth peace to the people in whom God is well pleased. Gloria, 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 glory be to God on high. Gloria, 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 glory be to God on high. And on earth peace to the people in whom God is well pleased. And on earth peace to the people in whom God is well pleased. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Glory to Christ, our Savior. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Yesu came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Yesu said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Yesu came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger, my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Yesu came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Yesu said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Yesu did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Yesu is the Messiah the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. Give thanks to the Lord for his glorious gospel. 
Good morning, everybody. Can you all hear me? Well, of course you can hear me. Jeffrey's been talking from the same microphone. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll just pray. Father, thank you this morning that we can come together. Thank you for each other. And uh, we pray, Lord, that as we listen to your voice in our hearts this morning, we will hear what you want to say to us. Amen. Amen. Reading through the passages set for today, I thought there are two things that stand out for me particularly this morning. And because I'm amongst friends, I'll just admit that Geoffrey always says to me, Judith, there should be just one main point for a reflection. But anyway, sorry, I've got two this morning. The first is, is that the Christian life, with all its ups and downs, pains and joys, is an adventure, a journey that we travel together with others and secondly, that it is okay to have doubts along the way because that's part of the adventure, part of the journey. So last Sunday, we celebrated the resurrection. We heard Mary Magdalene's testimony and we believed. But looking today at the gospel passage, although we got the message last Sunday, the disciples still haven't heard the good news. So let's imagine what it must have been like for them. Uh, locked in that room upstairs. Earlier that day, Mary Magdalene has returned from the tomb with this crazy and frankly totally unbelievable story that she has seen Jesus alive. And we know, don't we, that dead people don't really come back to life. Of course they don't. No one in his, and I'd like to just stress the word here, his right mind, would believe a hysterical woman who's beside herself with grief. The disciples knew the tomb was empty because, of course, two men, Simon Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved, who we presume is John, have confirmed it's true. So the disciples all go into a room and lock the door because something pretty strange is going on. And to be honest, how would any of us feel if we went to the grave of someone we loved and found that the body had been taken? It's enough to make anybody fear that there's horrible conspiracy going on. Or perhaps the, tomb, the body has been removed to make sure that the tomb doesn't become a place of pilgrimage. No wonder the disciples were scared. No wonder they locked the door. And then into their midst comes Jesus. And he says to them, peace be with you. Because the last thing they felt was peaceful. In fact, he has to say it twice. Peace be with you, because he could see their fear. Even though they knew that the tomb was empty, they were full of doubt, full of questions. And so he shows them his hands and his side, just to prove that it really is him. So it strikes me about all of this is it wasn't just Thomas who had doubts. <clears throat> we're all used to calling Thomas, doubting Thomas. And so we forget the fact that all the disciples needed reassurance, needed to see the wounds in the body of Jesus, to be told there was no need to be anxious or afraid anymore. And what I love particularly about this account from John is that in this account, the new life, the journey, the adventure begins now, on the very day that the tomb is found to be empty, Jesus comes into their locked room and breathes on them, reminding us, of course, of the breath of God in Genesis. 
and it is the beginning of everything, and the change is dramatic. As one commentator reminds us, these women and men later all went to death or to exile, rather than deny what they had seen. Some even travelled across the known world, an extraordinary feat for Galilean peasants who had once met in fear behind locked doors. And this adventure that began on that first day of the week 2,000 years ago, what did it look like? In the first few minutes of the existence of the church, after Jesus has said, receive the Holy Spirit, he speaks to them about forgiveness. Because when you think about it, forgiveness is what makes a community work. What keeps us in gracious harmony with one another. It's forgiveness that draws us together in love and peace. For a moment, think about any community you know. Think about our community. Ask yourself about when things are going really well. It's when people are ready to forgive and accept and move forward in unity. As we've heard from the psalm this morning, how good it is when we live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down the beard, running down on Aaron's beard. For the mo from the moment that Jesus breathed on the disciples, the adventure began. An adventure that meant for many a life of hardship, but also a life full of love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and fellowship. And we are part of that adventure. You and I can't see the physical body of Jesus. We can't touch his side and see the marks of the nails, but Jesus has breathed on us and we are part of this ongoing adventure. So let's think a bit about Thomas a bit more. Poor Thomas has been maligned by Christians down the ages, I think, being called Doubting Thomas. Actually, shouldn't he be our patron saint, the one who encourages us to ask questions, to be honest about how we feel, whether it all makes sense? Jesus doesn't hesitate for a moment to make sure that Thomas touches him, that Thomas touches his side and sees the nail marks on his hands. And Jesus says, Stop doubting and believe, because when we honestly ask questions without cynicism, when we're ready to see the truth, we will always find the evidence, just as Thomas did. And when Jesus goes on to say, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed, he's not saying that to ask questions is wrong and blind belief is better but rather that those who experience the evidence of God in the world are truly blessed. And it is in fellowship with others that we experience, deep, we experience Jesus. Deep down, all of us ask questions, but I want to ask you, why do you keep coming back to church? Why do you seek out Christians? Why do you pray? Why do you put others first before yourself? Because although you haven't seen with your eyes the risen Christ, you know that his love is evident in this world. As we have read in the Acts passage this morning, the group of disciples who were there at the beginning went on to live a life based on sharing and caring for, another, for one another. A group who gave up personal possessions to eradicate poverty, to love others as they love themselves. 
Thomas, what happened to him? According to early Christian tradition, he went to Edessa in Syria and then in AD 52 to India, where the Marthoma Syrian church claims him as its founder. There he was martyred by being stabbed. As one commentator writes, he who wanted to touch the wounds of Jesus received his own wounds. All the disciples had doubts, not just Thomas, and then they went on an adventure that at times took them through some unbelievably tough times. But the evidence of Christ's resurrection never left them because of what they experienced. This morning I pray that we all might know that breath of Jesus. That will keep us going through wherever the adventure takes us. And that as we forgive and love one another, we will see the evidence of the resurrection in the love and forgiveness in our community and in the world around us. We may, like Thomas and all of the disciples, have our doubts and our questions. But Jesus says, look around you at one another. You may not see me, but in each other you will experience enough to have faith and believe. Amen. Thinking about the holes in Jesus' hands and the wound in his side and his invitation to Thomas to reach into those wounded places. These will not be long prayers, but when I say in our belief and in our questioning, you may want to say or think we reach into the wounded places. In our belief and in our questioning, we, we reach, reach into, into the, the wounded, wounded places. places. We pray for those known to us and unknown to us, for whom there is a gap between income and expenditure, who stare into the abyss between dream and reality. For those who feel the void that used to be filled by family and friends. We pray into the gap between news and truth, into the hole in the side of the world where the hope leaks out. In our belief and in our questioning, we reach, reach into, into the wounded places. places. We pray especially for regions of the world that are in crisis. For Northern Ireland, so close to us, for North Korea so far away, for all the war zones, the areas of unnecessary conflict. And we pray for those who are working for peace and reconciliation. Think of the Corimila community in Ireland, the Iona community, churches and peace groups everywhere. And we give thanks for the carers and the comforters, for the scientists and the health professionals, for Lash and those who work and live there. And we pray for those in our congregation 
who are giving out vaccines at the moment for Caroline Jackwood and Caroline Lennon. And we pray for countries experiencing new waves of the virus, but who have gaps in their supply of vaccines. In our belief and in our questioning, we, we reach, reach into, into the, the wounded places. places. And we give thanks for the comforter that Jesus sent the one who opens our eyes to the wonders that surround us all the time. We give thanks for the things that fill the new spaces that have opened up in our lives due to the pandemic, for our new appreciation of nature, for literature, for games, for television, the internet, amazing delivery services. And we give thanks for the time to learn new skills and to find new interests, and make new connections. And looking out, we give thanks for the hope of spring and better times to come. In our belief and in our questioning, we, we reach, reach into, into the, the wounded, wounded places. places. We pray for those who are experiencing the grief of loss at this time. Experiencing the gap between what was and what is. For those whose bodies are failing them. For all who have lost loved ones recently. For those for whom bright hope has been overshadowed by fear. And we pray for those suffering in our own congregation, going through worrying times, waiting for better news. And we continue to pray for Louise and Verna and their family, and Natasha and Matthias, but especially for little Alea, as she waits for a new heart. In our belief and in our questioning, we, we reach into, into the wounded, wounded places. We pray for Ian Lothian, our new rector, as he prepares to join us later this month. And we give huge thanks for those who have filled the gap since Steve left. For Mike, for Judith and Jeffrey, and for the vestry, for Colin, for Richard Adams, Elspeth Grant, those amazing people, for Jock and Wilmer and for Beth. For Suzanne and the musicians, for Danielle, who connects us every week for their gift of time and energy and wisdom and sheer hard work. In our belief and in our questioning, we, we reach, reach into, into the, the wounded, wounded places. Place. And this we do and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord God, as we come to share the richness of your table, we cannot forget the rawness of the earth. We cannot take bread and forget those who are hungry. Your world is one world, and we are stewards of its nourishment. Lord, put our prosperity at the service of the poor. We cannot drink and forget those who are thirsty. 
the ground and the rootless, the earth and its weary people cry out for justice. Lord, put our fullness at the service of the empty. We cannot hear your words of peace and forget our world in crisis and all those who are struggling, afraid and grieving. Show us quickly, Lord, how to reach out in love and compassion to our neighbour near and far. day that God has made. We will rejoice. We will not offer to God. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. We will seek peace and pursue it. In the name of the Trinity of love. 
Oh, 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 see so humble I am. 